0: plushcare.com slash weight loss it's the tired and tested podcast enjoy the safe play zone over half an hour of laughs and the occasional little moan normal life and all this strife is what we like to speak things like saggy boobs and hangovers that last a freaking week from perky tits to kill and it's a snack bitch when i'm dead i'm realizing that parenting is just living in bumworm dread happy listening to the podcast so, good day, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Todd and Tested podcast with me, Rory McCartney. <laughs> Should I never do that ever again? <laughs> good day. And whenever I try and do Aussie, um, then my, my I have to do it with a double. It's the same as when I do a um, Northern Irish. It's the same as my Northern Irish. I have to <laughs> have to give myself a double trend <laughs> and look like the guy. Do you remember um, in Men in Black? Do you remember the, the guy who? Well, it's the cockroach who comes down to Earth and he, he kills the man and then wears him like a skin. And he's like, what's wrong about that? That's what I look like when I try and do an Australian or New Zealand um, or um, a Northern Irish accent. So hi everybody. So you might be wondering why I'm talking in such comprehensible. Um, Aussie tones and and Kiwi tones and um, it's because I've only gone and bloody launched me tour down under strength you flaming glass. very very exciting at least it is very exciting I think we're a little bit hyper aren't we we're a bit hyper. there we are the demand was insane when you when you announced that you were going on tour in the UK it almost felt like there was a sort of a posse of expats maybe and they were all just desperate for you to go to to australia I've got, i'm not saying that the, the people are funny but i've got it oddly i've got a, a, a pocket of people who follow me in australia and new zealand well one would hope because mm. otherwise going there on tour makes zero sense whatsoever but i've got more followers in melbourne and sydney they're doing manchester and liverpool like ra- like randomly so i thought well, do you know what let's get this in let's take three children on an airplane um and and head down under i mean what's the worst that can happen you're really gonna regret this this work trip is gonna be chaotic i know it is but you know right this is where my brain was and i am now massively regretting my life choices but i've already told the kids and steve about this obviously (laughs) imagine if i hadn't and then be like bye (laughs) just off to australia new zealand losers. But when I was telling them about it, and I was like really upselling Australia, and New Zealand, and the kids didn't want to go because they were scared of the sharks and the spiders and the snakes and everything. And I was like, "Valid, <laughs> okay, <laughs> everything there will try to kill you." Um, but um, but I was like, "Oh, it's fine, it's fine." Mummy, daddy, have been there before. We survived. It was all fine, all fine. And I've sold them this dream of Australia and New Zealand, and this is because I thought that when I was going to be doing the tour that I was going to be away for weeks and weeks and weeks. I thought, well, I'm going to be, you know, I I don't know what the theatre availability is going to be like. So it's potentially this tour could drag out over three weeks. And I don't want to be away from the kids, especially Nate Jobs, because he's too (laughs) little. So I'm going to have to bring them all with. So when we routed the tour, we planned this all around our kids' half term because we get two weeks for the half term at the end of May. So this whole tour has been planned around the fact that the kids can come with me. And then we got the tour dates through. And thinking, right, this is going to be spaced out over three weeks and made such a good life call taking my children with me uh it was spaced out over six days (laughs) six days i'm literally (laughs) bouncing from one city to the next city just boom 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 australia done i could have flown out on my own and had a lovely time i mean i could have went away i could have done all the things i need to see got a mate who lives in brisbane spent a few days there got on a plane could have flown home no no i'm now got to take all of my children and my husband with me so now what I've started to do is I've kind of started to just drop like little little hints to Steve. And I'm like, oh, I mean, really, I would have saved so much money if you and the kids weren't coming. And he keeps saying to me, Sophie, it sounds very much like you now don't want us to come with you. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. Really? It's not, of course, I want you to come with me for 22 hours on a plane to the other side of the world. And then you're just going to be their 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 holiday for a week is just going to be getting on and off aeroplanes what are you doing what are you doing i don't know anyway it's going to be a really exciting experience for for them as well so yeah so the plan is because I'm, i'm now going to be in australia for three weeks so a week of doing the shows and then we're going to tour around and see the sights of australia i'm going to get into new zealand a few days early try and do as much of new zealand that i can do before we do the show in there then fly out australia do the shows, and then do some sightseeing. But you know what Steve's already suggested? And I just can't cope. Take this, man. I could cope with that. No, he suggested um, an RV. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, so if you know the only good way to do this, the, only, the best way for us to see Australia is if it was for us to get an RV. I was like, no, no, fuck <laughs> it. Would you like to refresh the memory of those? oh Perhaps my god new list- new listeners that haven't heard of the rv So okay yeah so um last summer for steve's 40th we went we did an american road trip and um, and it was his dream his dream to get a proper american style rv and drive around the west coast of america and we did that and we all got covid and it was a shitty shitty camper van it wasn't even a good one it was proper bollocks Inside of it, it was all just walnut brown. Just everywhere I looked was brown. (laughs) That was it. There was no variation. It was grim. I remember when you said, oh, we're we're going to America and we're going to get an RV. And I'm thinking, is she on drugs? Like, has she got any idea which? And you were thinking an amazing, incredible... Oh, you know, you see these ones, don't you? That've got wings, like pop out wings on them that have double bedroom. And when Steve kept talking to me about the bedrooms... I didn't realize bedrooms in Steve Talk was um like a a coffin above the steering wheel of the <laughs> right at the front and then at the back, there was um, just a curtain that went across, that just went across. And there was like a weird, like a birthing bed, like a plastic birthing bed. And um, um, yeah, we all got sick. We all natty chops. I, to be fair, I don't know if it was COVID because we didn't do testing, but I've never been so ill in my life, neither is my mother-in-law. It lasted forever as well. It was about, like, when I, I had it for about four weeks after we got back as well. I was so ill. I've been the plague possibly, we went to the Grand Canyon and I've been holding it together because I was like, try just try and hold it together. This is for Steve's birthday. This is like a once in a lifetime thing. We're not, we are not coming back to do this again. Just, just, you know, don't whinge, don't complain. And Steve's dad had taken a really, he had the key to get into the camper van and we just, so we'd gone out, (laughs) we'd gone out to the Grand Canyon and because we were there in June, and to so the weather—it was warm, but it wasn't. It wasn't roasting. And once the sun drops, it gets really cold, especially out in the canyon. So I'd, I'd been out because I was sweating with a fever in just a vest top, and and I had pants on as well. Like, but like on the top, I had a vest top on, hadn't taken the cardigan. We got back to the van. and at this point, i was starting to convulse with the cold and the illness. And Steve's dad had the key, and he wandered off to go look at an interesting squirrel. And at this point, I lost my mind. <laughs> my <laughs> mind—I just started bobbing. <laughs> sobbing uncontrollably like a, you know like a you know when you look at a child and they're so tired they lose their shit and they, that was what I was like I was so tired and I was so ill and Steve's dad was off looking at fucking squirrels instead of opening the doors of the camper van and so then once inside I had to take myself away so I could cry you know when you just you know when you just need to sob for yourself um, but there was nowhere to go so I had to go, had to go in the camper van sit on my in bed at the back, pull the curtain across and then just weep. You know, when you're like, you're like a child and, like, <laughs> and you weep like that. And then like still poor Steve's mum and dad were just making a cup of tea on the other side of the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> i will never forget these the updates that you were sending me and you were like literally i was like oh my God. but it was i was living for these updates and i think i just kept sharing them with all my friends like guys check out where Sophie is and then it was like look what's happened now look what's happened now and it was just kept on it was like a domino effect of absolute horrors and it was oh my god and when you showed me when you showed me a picture when you got to the army and it was literally this old battered <laughs> caravan <laughs> and it was like in the middle of a desert and I was just like it was it was breaking bad it was where she is what what a white Walt what they cooking up some meth might have made it more fun yeah, it was, yeah, it was just, it was, it was diet. And do you know what? And I was whinging about it and I, I, I kept getting messages of people on Instagram going, like, oh my God. like stop whinging. You're on like the most amazing holiday that like, you, some people will never be able to do this. You're just whinging about it. And I was like, yes, I fucking am whinging about it. All right. Because yes, <laughs> I have, you know, I'm very fortunate that I've been in the position where I've paid for this, but I've paid to be miserable for three weeks. And that, was uh, that was the kicker yeah the amount of money that you'd spent on being being sad yeah yeah on have on having this once in a lifetime trip and I couldn't complain about it to Steve because it was his birthday and I was like the biggest buzzkill in the whole land it was a real something so um so when when Steve suggested that we uh, that we basically do that trip again but in Australia I was like no absolutely not it's not even been a year Steve let the wounds heal let the wounds <laughs> heal before you get me in another fucking army. You've been to Australia. I've been to Australia once before. Have we been to- You've been to yes. Australia before. But yeah, obviously show you and New Zealand. It's been a long time since it's been It's been like- a long time. It's been um a yeah, a red hot minute. I mean, Steve and I, we were married. We went well, a year after we got married, we jacked our jobs in and we went traveling with gap gap Year, gap year. Um, And it's to be honest. It was quite soul destroying because we were 26, 27 and all the kids, because they were kids that were out there doing the same kind of trip as us. They were all 18. <laughs> yeah. These little posh twats. Who, and they <laughs> and they were like, oh my God, you're like the mum and dad of the group. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Always been brandish, just a mom at 26. Fuck off. Um, but yeah, we, do you know, so we flew, we'd, we'd gone. So we did... Um, We've been in Fiji, bula bula, and Fiji is all very, you know, that you do you island hop. If you've if you've been to Fiji, no, but it's incredible. If you've not been to Fiji, go to Fiji. Like, everyone needs to go to Fiji at some point in their in their existence. It's just, it's, I'll maybe do that this weekend. Okay, cool. Yeah, just hop hop off. It takes a while to get there, like, but once you're there, it's beautiful. Um, and so we've been island hopping. Um, I, I don't, you know, when you look back and think, how did we afford this? We, when we first got our first jobs down in London, I think I was on about like twelve grand a year or something. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know how we afforded this, but somehow we managed to scrimp and save, and we'd bought these tickets, and off we went. Anyway, so we've been in Fiji, and then we um, we went from Fiji, which was all sunshine, island hopping, to New Zealand, um, which was, and it was winter, and we just arrived with tans and shorts, just straight into <laughs> eight minus degrees. And my husband is um, well, he, he's known for liking to save a penny or two. But, oh my god! This is where it started. I can now just see how my life has panned out because he got us an RV. He got us this, this RV in New Zealand. <laughs> he got this is this RV. I know it was it was the first experience of it that he kind of managed to get me into, and um, and we've got in this RV. And because he likes to save a penny or two, he'd done his extensive research on the best one. And do you know what the name was uh, was of the company the, of the RV that we picked up? I don't know, Khan. Cheaper Camper. <laughs> <laughs> Shock, I don't know why. When I got to America, I thought I was going to be getting something better. When he actually made me travel around New Zealand in a camper van by a company, Cheaper Camper, and it was cheaper as well. Cheaper Camper. Did it have a little <laughs> sign on that said, If this RV's rocking, don't come a knock in? <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's rocking it. because my wife is strangling me and I'm resisting. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way. So, we, so anyway, so we toured. We did. So we toured around New Zealand, and we so we did the North Island, and we went. We did the Bay of Islands, which is beautiful, It's up on the North Island. And uh, so we got on this. We, <laughs> we got on this ferry to go and do this uh, this day trip. You see, you go. And you see these islands and there's whales and all this kind of stuff. And I, I don't like boats. I get very seasick, as we, we've noted. Cruises, for me, would be my absolute idea of hell. But again, Steve was like, we're here. We've got to do it. So off we go. We go on this boat. And I could see all these wetsuits hanging up in, in the boat. And I was like, well, I was like, Steve, what, what are they for? And he's like, that's for the um, swimming with dolphins part. And I was like, sorry, the what? He's like swimming with the wild dolphins. Bear in mind, it was winter in New Zealand, just to circle back to this fact. Right? So I was like, okay. So anyway, boat stops. It's choppy AF. Like doesn't look the sea doesn't look like how I'd have thought the sea would look. It was black. It was just like jumping into this inky void, freezing as well. The wetsuit for me was far too big. So the second that I got into the ocean, it just <laughs> filled with water. <laughs> <I> was like <laughs> drowning slowly, just started sinking into the depths. <laughs> Like, you know, those back in the day, the like the first ever diving suits, and they were cast iron and they were just sent to the bottom of the ocean. That's what I look like. (laughs) Just about to sink into the ocean. Steve gets in behind me. Now, again, to also set the scene, right? Because I'm a shit swimmer. I can either I was in a pool, I could get to the side and I'm fine. You know, I was never gonna win gold medals or anything. Steve used to swim for his county. So he's an amazing swimmer, right? So we're just bobbing slash slightly sinking into the ocean. And suddenly Uh, These four fins go past us. Four fins. Yeah. (laughs) Did it. (laughs) Did it. Did it. These guys start shouting, and I'm like, "What?" Why are we shouting? Why we shouting? Just treading water, just trying to keep alive. And in my brain, I'm going, "They can sense fear. They can sense fear. Like, don't be scared. Don't be scared." Am I on my period? Oh my god, have I got a tampon in? Like the, the absolute fear of the minute. So they're like, "Go and put your head under the water." I put my head under the water. I can't see shit. I can just see like grey things circling. I was like, "I'm gonna die. This is it, right?" Anyway, Steve then starts to run. Off. He's like, "Come on, Steve." here's the dolphins. Let's go. So I'm like, so I'm trying to doggy paddle after dolphins, right? I don't know if you've ever tried to catch a dolphin. (laughs) Not in a tuna sense. They're quite tricky to pin down. (laughs) They're tricky to pin down. Can't see Steve anymore. He's just off. He's just like, Steve is living his best life. (laughs) Like a fucking merman after these (laughs) dolphins. I'm now on my own right? On my own. Nobody else is around me. There's still a few fins I can see bobbing around in the distance. From behind me on the boat, some sensible fucker who'd decided not to get in said to the person who was running the day trip, do you not get sharks in this area? To which I hear the man say, yes, we do. But I can't remember when the last attack was. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, just flapping around. I've then swallowed so much <laughs> seawater. I've had to tap out. So I've like got back to the boat, crawled back onto the boat. Steve's then come back. I'm like, oh my God, it's the most amazing, wonderful experience. I feel so at one with nature. <laughs> boat starts off. Off we go again. Because I have swallowed the entire ocean, I then spent the rest of the trip projectile vomiting in a corner, right? And there's this really iconic bit of the trick but it's this is a big rock that comes out of the water and it's got a hole in it and everyone takes their picture inside the hole. Like, you know, like, oh, there in the hole. I need to put this picture up of, of me uh, <laughs> on for the for, for this. Uh, of, so and literally Steve pulled my head out of the bag I was being sick into <laughs> to take this picture and my face in it. I, it I, I, I can't tell if I'm actually smiling or just the vomit's about to come back out again. And I'm grimacing <laughs> just like, uh, like a puppet yeah it was it was like that and then the head went back down again into the bag it was fuck awful so I probably won't do that trip with the kids I won't do that one so that was the north we did all we did all the bits on the north island then we went across to the south island um now we were probably about or I don't know like four miles onto the south island right we're in the arse end of nowhere so this is it's very vast it's about the same size as the UK well, population is about 4 million, as opposed to however many, or 66 million, whatever we are here. Um, so, you know, you from town to town, a city to city, there's really not much in between. It's be- beautiful, the most beautiful um, scenery. But we're driving along, and suddenly, Cheaper Camper suddenly starts making a bit of a funny noise. Steve's so like, oh, and I'm looking at him like, you fucking knobhead. What, you've <laughs> bought some shit? Well, not bought, we've loaned some shitty camper about to break down. Anyway the clutch just drops out of cheaper camper. So we're then stranded on the side of a road, just thinking, oh my God, we're going to die here because there was no, no cars, no nothing. It's winter, it's snowing. So Steve's like, well, the only option is we're going to have to hitchhike. And I was like, in my head, I'm thinking, these are all the things that my mom told me not to do when I came on this trip. And, And here we are, Steve, here we are. So we're there hitchhiking at the side of the road um just waiting to be murdered just waiting for a netflix documentary to be made out of us 20 years later by the way this is the same trip where we started in an america and stayed at the murder hotel our brushes with death thus far unbeknown to us had been quite high it's the way hitchhiking. At the my kids are never going traveling when they go mommy i want to do a gap here i'm like fuck off no you can't so we're hitchhiking This another RV pulls up, admittedly substantially nicer than ours. Than ours, and this it was this elderly American couple. So I was like, okay, I feel like they're not going to kill us. So they're like, hey guys, what's happened here, partners? (laughs) I know. So in we get. I have to go to Wanaka, which is the nearest town from where we were, uh, which was fucking miles away as well. And so, so in we get, and. As we're driving along and they're telling us, you know, all about their amazing trip to New Zealand. And the reason that they're in such a lovely camper van is because the first camper van that they had, he drove it into an underground parking lot and took the roof clean off it. <laughs> there, in this camper van like, oh, not out of the woods yet. <laughs> Steve, not out of the woods <laughs> yet. We ended up getting it fixed and I was thinking, oh gosh, we're just, um, we, we, we can maybe get a different camper van company, but we didn't. They, they fixed cheaper camper and off we rumbled again. So then we went to a glacier. I can't remember. I think it might have been Fox Glacier. It might have been. No, that, is that a mint? That's, that's Fox a mint. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a, a mint. mint. <laughs> but it must be, is it an actual glacier? <laughs> there's Franz Joseph. There's Franz Joseph, and it wasn't that one. There's two. What one was it? i need to Google this now. Imagine a bit was. Yes, it is. Fox Glacier. You know, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why they named the mints that. Although I think the little, I think it's a bear, isn't it? It is a bear. It's yeah. on a fox. Is it? bear. I don't think. Yeah, bears are nuisance. Anyway. So yeah, so there was so this Glacier. And Steve again is like, come on, so I mean, again, I probably should have preceded all of this by saying I'm not an outdoorsy person. I, I hate being in the outdoors. and I also hate being in camper vans, but I hate being in the outdoors as well, in camper vans and um, so he dragged me to go and do this walk up this glacier so we go to the base of the glacier they kick you out and all the thermal stuff um and and off you go and to get to the glacier you have to walk through the foot of a glacier lake it's a like 10 to at the bottom of glaciers for all the runoff and so as I'm walking through the very shallow bit of this glacial lake my boots have let in water so from probably 10 minutes in, I've got ice water in my toes. I have oh Raynaud, so I have a condition where my extremities get very, very cold and get very miserable. I then got to hike up a ginormous ice cube for four hours while I was crying. I was vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> like the biggest drama queen Stop. that ever, ever lived. It was awful. And then I made Steve carry, carry me down. It was just so fuck awful. I don't know what is worse in this scenario the actual holiday or your response (laughs) to the holiday I can't work out which one would have been worse was it worse for you or was it worse for Steve but yeah I mean so you're really looking forward to going back to Australia and New Zealand well I mean so I mean New Zealand if we hadn't have been in the camper van so with Steve and I we, we nearly got divorced as a result of this yeah I can, imagine. Right, we, I can imagine so also what another thing in new zealand is that you can free camp so you can just park up on the side of roads and you can you can just sleep there don't think you can do it as much in australia i think you have to be maybe more in actual official sites but in new zealand you just park up anywhere now again steve who likes to you know watch the pennies and the pounds and look after themselves you know it was, it was probably like 20 kiwi dollars a night to go and into a campsite and get hookup up for electricity but he was like, we don't need that. We've got body heat. <laughs> winter in New Zealand, hopped up on the side of roads, waiting to be murdered. Um, and in um, just going to bed in all the clothes that we owned in the back of this. Like, Julie and friends, could I be you wearing any more gloves? Yeah. Yeah. So, my, my patience levels were an all time low towards my husband. And we had this absolutely spectacular argument like you know like the arguments to end all arguments and and um, because there was nowhere to go in the camper van he had to go and sit by the steering wheel and like to go and sit on the seat at the back so <laughs> to look out the window and not speak to each other so I would say I'm hoping that this time around, New Zealand, because we won't be in a camper van, we're not going to be there for as long, and that we can stay in hotels that have heating and places to go if we fall out and want to kill each other. Um, And that it might be a little bit of a different experience for Maybe. us. Maybe. Oh, hopefully. Maybe. But do you know what? Regardless of um what you get up to in your free time, you're going to be with the absolute the best people of Australia and New Zealand, because they're all going to be, all those best people are going to be coming to see you and that's going to be worth it, babes. It is. It's going to Yeah, so it's going to be super, super fun. So we spent a bit more time in Australia than we did in New Zealand. It was warmer. By the time we'd then done New Zealand, it was then warmer in Australia. And um, so we we had friends that lived in Melbourne, so we went and visit them and we went for a walk. So there's a a mountain range kind of to the north of Melbourne called the Grampians. And we'd gone out for a walk in in the mountains and um, we're walking back. We'd gone up, got all the way, hiked up to the top and we were walking back. If I said to you a monitor lizard, would you know what I meant? Absolutely not. Think about a gecko that had grown up watching Arnold Schwarzenegger films. Big fuck off lizard, right? Absolutely ginormous. So I'm like texting my mom walking down this mountain, like, oh, having a lovely time, having a lovely time. Yeah, yeah, just been for a big walk. This thing sees me stands up they stand up they stand up like people right it been on all fours reared up on its back legs right and then ran at me Do you remember speedy Gonzales? <laughs> <laughs> this is how this monitor lizard ran at me right like, at me like sc- and then, like scream as well <laughs> oh my god oh my goodness listen at me ran at me i obviously just screamed and lost my shit just stood up and down the floor just like dancing it's brushed past me skirted past me like I felt its skin on my skin and then it ran up a tree behind me but I, I oh my god that and to be fair though I mean that's probably the closest that I came to in Australia within counting like something that could have killed could have killed me that that was it I didn't see any snakes I didn't see any spiders didn't see any sharks only saw crocs in the zoo but the thing is for, for people who live over there it's normal like bloody ponds yeah we're just a massive bunch of pussies over here aren't we like what they're like what what you scared of a little crocodile it's gonna eat you give over well it's like that in florida as well they are like ones in the ponds outside the front of their houses they give them names like stray cats and things absolutely fucking not no no, no. way but we are we are fannies Aren't we? Yeah, when it comes giant size. But you know, then, but, the, but the last, you know, I feel it's okay to be a giant fanny around a lizard the size of the Terminator. Like, I feel that that's fine. It's just because we're naive. We're, we're, you know, it's, it's, we don't know enough about it, babe. So we just think that the that's worst. it. They're probably more afraid of us the than boss. we are. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So talking of reasons that you've nearly got divorced. Mm. I mean there are plenty. Like there, are said. plenty. Yeah. there are plenty. There are plenty. We are both married to men who um like to play with their tools and do a bit of woodwork, don't we? Uh, and aren't we? Yeah, heavy on the wood. Yeah. <laughs> and I am actually amazed that I've not divorced my husband because 2 years ago around about 2 years ago we thought we would decide we we would, we would start trying for baby number 2 yeah and <laughs> yeah. in our house when we moved into our house there was a room I think they were empty nesters so one of the little rooms upstairs they had converted into a walk-in wardrobe which was ideal for me and all my clothes so when we were thinking about baby number two, we were like, that's going to have to be the nursery. So we're going to have to get all of the clothes and shoes out of there, put it into our bedroom. So I was like, right, well, let's just get down Ikea. But Jez and Jez, no, 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 no. I'm going to build them from scratch. I'm going to build it from from sheets of MDF or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> I don't know what they <laughs> call it. are going to build it, and they will come. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay, you're quite busy, but um, as long as it's done, before the baby arrives... So he started, I'm going to say, he started planning it, I'm going to say, 20 months ago, started building it maybe 18 months ago. And you remember this, right? I Anthony, do remember. I was very stressed for you. You and Jess have got something um, in in common, and that is the fact that you faff so much if I wasn't snapping behind you. Telling you to do stuff, you'd actually be walking backwards through life. Yeah, we would. We, we, we'd 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 be hell. back in the nineteen sixties. We would have regressed that far. We <laughs> would. And so always due mid December. Gets to December, and I've still even just all of the faffing. I've, I, but nothing has started in the, our bedroom. I'm getting a little bit nervous because whenever I'm, I'm quite OCD at the best of times, but as pregnant nesting, I am fucking nuts when it comes to like getting no, I mean, in order. the way, right? Didn't you once Hoover your shower? I hoovered my shower. that was yeah. the day before. <laughs> cleaned the shower, cleaned the bathroom, gave gave the shower tray a Hoover for good measure. <laughs> I, I, ho- I Hoovered the dog. I Hoovered the dog <laughs> before Nate <laughs> <Our laughs> was born. <cough> yeah, yeah dog, yeah, we was have, like, yeah. dog twitches every time she sees yeah. the bloody Dyson come out. She's absolutely scarred for life. God. So anyway, um, a week before uh, my due date, which was that it was a planned section, but a week before. I'm getting carted into the spare bedroom with all of my stuff because Jez is finally getting around to actually erecting these wardrobes. Um, and then every as days are going by and I'm like, today's the day, today's the day, nothing is changing. And I'm just like, why is this taking so And I don't know why it is taking him 12 hours a day to do fuck all, right? And I was just getting so angry. I bet that went down really well when you said that to him as well. <laughs> this is what I mean this is this is what I mean and um, so then I was my dude my c-section was due for the Monday so I was like right you've got that uh, this must have been like the Wednesday and I was like you have got to get these finished like I can't deal with this anymore anyway so he's like okay I can do this it's fine thursday i'm in the car i get a phone call from the hospital and they're like um hi lucy um just to let you know there's been a bit of a change of plan so we're gonna have to move your section and i'm like oh no is everything okay and they were like yeah it's just next week's proven to be it's gonna be a bit busy so so um we're gonna have to move your section to tomorrow to friday and i was like <laughs> So anyway, I get home, I get home, I walk in and just walk into the bedroom. Jez is there with all his wood, like happy as Larry. He's got Not, not that kind, yeah. Not got his wood in his... I've been out the house and Jez has got his wood in his, his hands. <laughs> so anyway, I just throw my phone at him and I was like, I hate these bucket wardrobes. drops. Because this has been like six months of pent up, uh, uh, like anger about these, just wanting to get them done. Anyway, so he I've never seen the guy work as quick if he worked as quick as that honestly would be on a well, winner but no so anyway he gets the shell done the clothes are in the night before the section I was like right you said right baby's gonna come I'm gonna have some time off we'll get them finished in January I was like right okay baby comes January comes Jess gets asked if he will go and do a world tour great so short, long story short they didn't get touched all last year I could live with it I was like okay they're not finished but he's on it So then he decides to finish it. About three weeks ago, maybe, he decided that he was going to get them finished. I take the kids up to my parents out of the way for a couple of days so that he can get them all painted. I come back down 28 hours later, haven't even started painting them yet. And oh my God, so this has been going on and on and on. Anyway, I can now say the wardrobes are finished after 20 months. Dear God. Even though it was more painful than childbirth, are they now worth it? They're not worth the twenty-month wait, but they are very no. pretty. <laughs> but thanks, Jess. What? Not worth it in the slightest, but thanks so much. Thanks so much. But they are fancy. Steve decided, and um, when I was pregnant with Nate, to build an outdoor kitchen. I decided to build an, an outdoor kitchen. An outdoor kitchen, and I was like, "Sorry, what?" And, and he was like, no, I've been on Pinterest and I've seen that it's a thing. I was like, right, but you don't use the indoor kitchen that we've got. So why on earth do you think that an outdoor kitchen would be an additional help to, to us in this situation? So, yeah, I had to stand there and watching through the window. And I would stand just passive aggressively rubbing my bum <laughs> at the window while eyeballing him. Because I was on put deadline as well when I was pregnant with Nate. So I was like, I need you in the house. In the house using the actual kitchen that we have to cook the food for the children that we do have so I can go off and write the book before my baby comes along and then of course well we all know that that didn't happen and it came early I was like fucking outdoor kitchen do you know how many times you've used the outdoor kitchen have you actually used it we used it once and then he decided that cleaning the barbecue was too much of a faff and so we haven't used it again <laughs> no Ed <laughs> but the thing is it's so frustrating because they think that they are doing, like, us the biggest favour. And I'm like, no, just go to Ikea. I'm quite happy with Ikea. Like, this is more for them. They enjoy it. It is, it is isn't do. it? It's for them. I'm not the awful wife nagging because my house is upside down. I catch Steve, like, looking on the internet of videos and I'm like, oh, he's looking at porn. He's looking at porn. He's not. He's watching some bearded bloke yeah. on YouTube build a wall. And he's yeah. like, oh, oh it's their porn. Oh. It is, it is their it porn, is isn't their it? It its their porn, DIY porn. Right, Lise, I've had to move rooms because one of the kids has just come in and I can't be doing Urban Dictionary. <laughs> this happens. I feel like I've already traumatised them. Too much in their little lives with them So the distance, I've rerouted, I've rerouted. So, Luce, hit me with your best shot. Doo, doo, doo. Why don't you hit me with your best shot? Mm, mm, mm. You don't know what that is? I've got No, I, I don't know if anybody's going like, to know that. Well, I mean, there's an absolute 80s banger. Okay. I don't know who it was by. It was that good. It was that good. Was I've so got neat. no idea who it was by. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Right. Urban Dictionary Corner. So we've talked a little bit about tacos in the past. Oh, oh yes, we have. Yeah. The, avocado, the taco, avocado taco, to be precise. Ta- do, do you remember what the avocado taco was? was it, oh, God. So the avocado taco... Is, was that was that when uh, I, I think it was specifically a man having sex with a woman because I don't think it would work with a man having sex with a man, mm-hmm. and definitely wouldn't work with a woman having sex with a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so when a man is having sex with a woman and the penis is in the vagina, and I'm I'm saying vagine just to kind of keep it, you know, food oriented, like a me- like a Mexican Tajin. <laughs> <laughs> the penis is in the in the vagina, and are the 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 the, the, the the, the testicles slash avocados in the bum hole. So, very close. It was very close. So an avocado taco is when you're having sex up the up your bum bum. A guys having bum bum sex with a girl and then they put their balls inside her vagina. So then the vagina is the taco and the balls are the avocado. I still do not see how it is feasible for a pair of bollocks to get inside of a vagina. They're not... There's, they're, I know, but they're just—they're not solid enough as a structure to be inserted. Imagine just imagine. You know, tell you what it's like. Tell you what it's like. Come on, try just shoving two—I would say—medium hardness poached eggs up your fanny. That's the—that's like you know, like in terms of the weight behind them. Look, um, there's not enough up in the tethers to get them inside. Sometimes it's really hard to get a tampon in. You're not going to get a pair of balls in, are you? I feel like you can't comment until you tried it. anyway so that was sorry right so that that, was the avocado avocado that was avocado right so today what do you think taco broccoli is taco broccoli oh my god I mean it can't be in reference to the balls what do you have that's what could what could be I could see the avocado taco because the balls are like avocados aren't they but what's broccoli like what's (laughs) oh no it's not kind of the same it, oh, it, oh no! I can't believe I'm going to say this. I mean, <laughs> where, is it maybe when you you're with somebody, and this could be of any gender, I reckon this this works for. Um, and they're maybe laying on their back with their legs akimbo, and you then kind of back onto them like you're sitting in a chair. Yeah, your pants are down. Yeah your anal piles are out and you try and shove them into the... And you're like, you're just a bit like, a bit like, hang on, just let me line them up. Let, let me line them up. Wait. Wait. Let's come back inside. Hang on a minute. Come back. Let's come back. It's back So gross. <laughs> so you're your so the broccoli's your, 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 your piles and your broccoli and, and, and then it, it hangs over into your taco so it's almost as gross as what the actual what Well, that was a bit that was a fire burner that i tell you what <laughs> broccoli tacos for the win okay are you re- are you ready for this prepare yourself i'm i'm, I'm stealed i'm glad that i moved to a different room so the kids didn't have to see me broccoli taco <laughs> the air taco broccoli Oh God, I know this is going to be bad if you've just had to take a breath before you've before you've gone into it. It's when a woman has got gonorrhea. No. And, and no. I don't and, even want to hear it. I don't, I don't want to it, hear it. And it's crusted onto her pubic hair. <laughs> and then and then. And then, and then And then. The context. The context. No, no. Go go on. I can't. I can't. Oh, my God, Julie. You've got taco broccoli. (laughs) These kids in 2010, man. 2010. I I just think that the noughties was just the decade for wrongness, wasn't it? do you know what's been ruined for me now forever you know when you go to um like Wagamama's and they ask if you want the crispy onions on the top I, that's just all I've got in my head is well, a crispy onion on the do top you know what I've got in my head is when you that oh. you, you can get like charred roast broccoli in some places and some fancy places and you know like the little florets have gone all, all and they crisp. go yeah yeah I, I, I actually really enjoy roasted broccoli but <laughs> not now thanks that one, I'm shook at that one. Like a lot of them I can take, much like the roasted broccoli with a pinch of salt. But that one has just made me just, just, it's made me want to see my yogurt again, to be honest. I've got a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant feel. Let's do the theme tune because I like it. Okay. All right. Parenting tales slash parenting fails. Ho ho. Parenting tales. Woo hoo. That's parenting fails. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Added a bit to that. Just up oh, a little bit. Yes. Skippity bop bop. What do you got? What do you got for me? (laughs) Uh, Oh, this is a good one, and something unlike we've had ever had before. To be honest, this is from Claire in London. Um, Hi, girls! Thanks for making me laugh every week. I'm loving the podcast. Here is one for your parenting fails. When my daughter was six, we moved to London from Manchester for my husband's job. It broke my heart having to take my little girl out of school and leave all of her friends behind. However. She started her new school and within a few weeks had made a lovely group of new friends. There was a group of three of them and they started taking it in turns to go to each other's houses for playdates after school every week. Every time I picked my daughter up from one of their homes, I always felt like something was a bit strange and I couldn't work out why. I felt like the other parents were maybe a bit nervous around me. Oh no. One of the mums would always make a point of saying what a great job I was doing with her. It was nice oh. of them to say, I thought, but maybe a little over the top and maybe a little bit patronising too. I was just doing what mothers do, right? This went on for a while. Eventually, I had to say, that's really nice of you to say, but I'm just doing what any mother would do. She patted me on the arm <laughs> and she said, yes, you're doing exactly what her real mother would have wanted you to do. Oh. Turns out, my highly imaginative daughter had told all of her new friends that her family had been in a shipwreck. Her parents had oh. drowned, <laughs> and I'd rescued her and agreed to adopt her. <laughs> I look. This is like. Did she call herself Elsa as well? My, I've got another sister, Anna. My hands are made of ice. <laughs> Mixed maybe with a little bit of the um, Little Mermaid as well, where Ariel rescues Eric from the shipwreck. That's amazing. Got a monitor that did those. This that Disney viewing. Oh. My dad was killed by a stampede of buffalo. <laughs> Just you be careful when Nate starts school and come back from Australia. Um, so she said, I oh. have to set the record straight, but I must admit I miss being treated like an absolute hero in the school playground. She <laughs> <laughs> said probably just think now she's an awful mother. What's been happening at home that her child's had to make up such a ridiculous anecdote about her? That's brilliant. So good. Oh, so good. So thank you, Claire. Thank you, Scarlet Claire. Way. Oh, stay away from boats. <laughs> so there we go episode done and dusted thank you very much for listening if you enjoyed what you heard today and are you know feeling particularly generous and have a spare five minutes if you'd like to go and give us a cheeky little review that is always welcomed and for people who want to come and see me in australia so sorry tickets are now available and for the rest of the uk lot um, there also there are a, a smattering, a smattering of tickets left. And um, but it's all via the link below. You can click on there and it will take you direct to tickets. If you have any parenting tales and veils, of course we would love them and we would love to give you that iconic London triple threat mascara. So please do keep them coming in to TAD and Tested at acast.com. Hit the jingle. It's the Tired and Tested Podcast. Enjoy the safe play zone over half an hour of laughs and the occasional little moan. Normal life and all this strife is what we like to speak. Things like saggy boobs and hand gopers that last a freaking week. From perky tits to kill and knits to snack, bitch, when I'm dead. I'm realizing that parenting is just living in bumworm dread. Happy listening to the podcast.